Hi, and welcome to Live from America podcast from the Comedy Salon in New York City with Noam Dorman and Hatem Gab. We have great show tonight. A great, a great show. No, we have a lot of great shows, so it's going to be three back-to-back. Look, look, it's better than your Arabic. <laughs> 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 see see how he's trying to do it from the beginning to like I subconsciously take my questions because he know I'm going to take over this show tonight because I'm, feel, I'm, to I'm I feeling it. Try to help you. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. A great show tonight. What was I saying? Yeah. No, I'm um, kidding. It's just great show. <laughs> Are you fucking... Come on! <laughs> I take this information seriously it's and repeat it. Show. We have a great show. Okay. A great show. So... Um, there's uh, no article, I guess, in Arabic. There's no. no. I was just thinking because it's probably the same as Hebrew. There's no article there. Yeah. Do wow. you guys know what article a, means? Wow. A or, a, no, we know you didn't mean A or N. I guess that's an article. Yeah. Yeah, that's an article. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so first, let me introduce our guest, and then we're going to talk about some great news that happened. Uh, comedian Modi, the return of Comedian Modi. Uh, welcome to the show. Hello. Are you still just... You. We, have to refer, we have to refer to you as Sir it's Modi Ro- Ro- Rosenfeld now? His, or? his proclamated honorarium. I don't know. No, it's just Modi. Hold well, on. I, I, I have a special introduction for him later. Okay, okay. And so I can't announce it yet about the special? Yeah, right after I announce uh, okay, go ahead. our Who guest. Who else is here? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Robert McKenzie's here. He's a former FBI and CIA analyst, and he's a professor yeah. at Columbia That's right wrong. now. Yeah, we've got that wrong out of the gates. Um, what's going on here? He can't help uh, himself. I told you. Former he never CIA, gets it not, right. FBI, not FBI, CIA, right? But a long time ago. That's correct. Yeah, long, no but but, FBI. but FBI. it former. sounds so cool. If I, if I apply for the FBI, uh, FBI or CIA, I would say the same thing. Hold on, didn't you tell me he's a former uh, FBI as well? I, he's not my guest. He's your guest. Okay, I don't so know. I, bl- I thought you know what you're talking about. Okay. And by popular demand, Dan Natterman, comedian. That's me. His That's mom him. called you again. <laughs> 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 so while uh, while all of you called yesterday, look at this introduction. I w- work on that. While all of you called yesterday. Tuesday. It's, it was actually called Modi Day. It was called actually Mordechai Modi Rosenfeld Day. There you go, in New York City. New York City. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we're going to tell you why, because we, we are honored to have you in the studio here, man. You're a big deal now. Yesterday was Modi Day? Modi, Mordechai. June 26, 2018. Letter from the mayor. Mayor de Blasio declared to celebrate... In celebration of Jewish heritage, we wish to honor you for your outstanding work as stand-up he forgot the A also, as stand-up comedian and actor in New York City. Should be a stand-up comedian. Um, your comedic range appeals to audiences in New York City and throughout the world, particularly the Jewish community. Particularly is really an Shocking. understatement. But anyway, <laughs> particularly the Jewish community. What's a stronger word of saying peculiar? Uh, particularly. Uh, particularly the Jewish community across various denominations. What does that mean? Reform. Means reform. Yeah. Conservative. Uh, conservative ox. Your comedy has resonated with and attracted Modern audiences. Orthodox. Let him get through this. At landmark venues throughout New York City. Didn't even mention the Comedy Cellar. Big mention yesterday at the Comedy Cellar. If, you can, if you can play the video mention. while we're on it. Not only that, we, we also mentioned in the whole speech how it's the top 10 things to do in New York City. Okay. And you hi- so thank you. You highlight your connection to your Jewish roots in your work, which helps bring people together, laugh, and think about society as a whole. Correct. And blah, 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 blah. Oh. Okay. All the best, and thank you for your spirit of service. You provided both joy and inspiration to many, exclamation point. Your talent and leadership have been extraordinary, and your career is truly exceptional. 
Nice. It's kind of nice. short on any specifics here. <laughs> but it makes him sound like a hero. He's, he's, a, he's a hit on Moldy. When would you know that? But what did the, but, you hear about a burning building or any, anything that you actually did. But he's in it for the money. <laughs> That's no, how you not. wave a no, towel. No, no, no. The money's a secondary. The money comes after. First, you put your energy out that you are there to make people laugh, feel good, healing energy. Nah, healing? All that You're stuff. paying yes. your rent. No, 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 no. <laughs> that, that happens to be a beautiful thing that happens as huh? a part of it. Do you yeah. know what he gets for an Orthodox? I'm not going to talk yeah, numbers, but he is. We don't talk numbers. I would not talk I numbers. Uh, but Modi makes we have a, a former we have a, we have a very former IRS nice agent here. <laughs> <laughs> we have a former IRS agent okay, here. Okay, whatever they, they build you as. Let's get to it, Modi. Why does sir? Why does the CIA hate Israel? Bam! <laughs> Hello! <laughs> every good time I, Shabbos. Every time I hear a former CIA agent on uh, like uh, CNN oh, or Fox say something, yeah. something anti-Israel. I didn't know that about the they're, CIA. They're not crazy no, about us. True. I've never heard that before. Never it's heard that Yeah. Make sure his, his uh, term is up. No, I'm kidding. What, 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 what's the... No, it's... Uh, why? First of all, I want to ask you about New America. Can you tell us about it? Sure thing. So I, I uh, moved to New America, which is a think tank in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at the Brookings Institution before that, working on the Syrian refugee crisis and also looking at uh, Muslim communities in Europe and in the U.S. And so I've since moved to uh, New America, and I am uh, working primarily um, on the issue of Muslim communities in the U.S. because we know very, very little about them. And in a post-9-11 environment, there is a lot of muscle memory. Um, about that uh, leads to fear and fear mongering and a lot fear of misunderstanding. Leads to suffering. <laughs> suffering yeah, needs and the force is uh, <laughs> Yoda said. So. so I met with the mayor first. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> so first of all, <laughs> the Brookings Institute they do great work, and uh, I read their poverty report recently, and they have a report about the education and the Asians and all that stuff. That's where I got. Um, so uh, and and but you were you said you were working on Syrian refugees. That's right. What does that mean? What were you doing? Yeah, so we were doing research, and I also was a part of a delegation that went back and forth to Germany when they took in a million Syrian refugees oh to try and help the uh, German government think about how to receive, how to integrate um, refugees in the long term. Boy, have those people changed, huh? Yeah, well, the, Germans. the Germans. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your takeaway on the Syrian refugees? Are they is it safe? Is it not safe? To take in refugees? To take in Syrian refugees, yeah. Absolutely. Specifically I mean, I t- let me just Syrian, he's kind of... Sure, I mean, this is... I mean, there's lots of misunderstandings about uh, taking in refugees. Let me just pivot to the U.S. Since 1975, we've taken in... The U.S. has taken in 3.5 million refugees. Since 9-11, we've taken in um, just over 800,000 refugees. Out of that 3.5 million refugees, something like 20 have been convicted on terrorism charges. 20 out of 3.5 million. How does 20 out of 3.5 million compare to 20 out of 3.5 million home people born in America? Yeah, um, no, no. I mean, uh, the odds of being killed by a, a terrorist, I mean, the odds of being killed by a refugee in the U.S. is something like 1 in 3.6.5 uh, billion. Do they factor into those, st- those statistics uh, the foiled terrorists? Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, so, like, our process for taking refugees is really, really grueling. I mean, it takes anywhere from two to five years. Um, we are taking in the most vulnerable refugees, so we're talking about unaccompanied minors, single, um, uh, single women, um, mothers with you know, uh, single-parent families. I mean, it, it is very, very hard to get in. And frankly, if you're a terrorist, why the hell would you want to wait five years to go through this process? Yeah, we, the, we're not known for <laughs> patience. <laughs> no, what they're trying to do is to reach um, folks who were born and raised in this country or other Western countries and try and identify people who are on the fringe and trying to uh, pull them out um, and then get them on um, chat rooms where it's offline, uh, so to speak, 
and try and recruit them. I mean, that's what they're trying to do. But I mean, in the U.S., we've we've had a very very different experience than what they've had in Europe. But, but be clear, though, the, the 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 vetting is extreme. The vetting is extreme. But let me tell you. During World War II, the U.S. didn't want to take in Jewish refugees because we were worried they were Nazi sympathizers. I mean, this is not a new story about trying to fear, you know, create fear about refugees, about foreigners. And what's remarkable... Are you, are you sure, sure that about that's that? true? Maybe. <laughs> that, that seems bizarre. How, how can we be sympathizing with the, the Nazis no, 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 who are no, no, no. making you, us wear armbands? You don't have to convince me of this, but I'm telling you, this is what fear-mongering does. At World War One, maybe, you, I mean, you know, there were, Jew- <laughs> no, no, they, no, and no. there were Jews that were German sympathizers in the first Absolutely World War. Absolutely not. I mean, this idea of being afraid of, of refugees... Is not a new story. It's an old story. Okay, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that there's no reason to be afraid of refugees. No, so but just I mean I just gave you the numbers. I mean if we're talking about the 3.5 million that have come in since 1975 and 20. Well, can I tell you why, why I'm skeptical of your numbers? Sure. Uh, for the, for the following reasons: a, to go back to 1975, is to is to increase the sample size, despite the fact that from 1975 to 19 to, to, to 2001, okay. there, there was no risk, and, and there, there was no fever in the Islamic community. There was no terrorism going on. There was no—so there was no, so why, why do we have to go all the way back to 1975 except to try to make it a bigger number that we compare to? Number one. Number two, I've done some research on it. They've foiled tons of terrorist attacks, and, and not only foiled, but they spend billions of dollars every year mm. to keep this to a minimum. And, uh, uh, sorry, and we, we have a situation we're in the middle, middle of now, although it seems to have subsided, but we were in the middle of it like two years ago, with this kind of new chapter with ISIS and people being radicalized. On, and, and there was nothing about 1975 to 2001, which is instructive in making policy on how to deal with ISIS and Syrian refugees, all unprecedented in 2016. That's what, now, I'm not saying they're a threat. I'm just saying that's okay. Let me just, not let's just it. use the numbers. And since yeah. 2001, we've taken in 800,000 refugees. Out of that 800,000 refugees, around 12 have been convicted. 12 out of 800,000. Okay, I mean, I got a better chance of you know stepping. When you out. say convicted, you have others. Others been more have been accused. Oh, yeah, the numbers are small. I mean, we're talking about super small numbers. I mean, we're talking about a fraction. I mean, this is, this is a fact. These aren't my numbers. These are the official numbers. I know, but everything about those numbers seems to be presented in a way to. to Minimize before it goes to 75. They say just the ones who were convicted, but obviously, and uh, it may be hard of, to convict. Of, of and plotting something, right? So it's kind of part of the vetting still, not yeah. convicting of doing actually something. Yeah, I mean, the story that, that, that's not told as much. And I mean, I, I hear your concerns. I mean, we're in an environment where, you know, the rise of ISIS in, uh, you know, October, August uh, 2014, I mean, we saw beheadings, we saw um, horrific terrorist attacks across Europe and, and in, these, in the U.S. Um, but in the U.S., there's 3.5 million Muslims that live here. Um, they've been here for decades. They're well integrated. We do not have the problems in the U.S. that you have in Europe. This is a fact. I Absolutely. Mean, like, I agree with that. I mean, like you have neighborhoods in Brussels and Paris, neighborhoods that have produced more foreign fighters, people who have gone and traveled to Syria or Iraq to join ISIS, than all of the U.S. combined. I mean, this, you know, uh, these are the numbers. Okay, so, so let, let me say, to, first of all, I was very, very sympathetic I remember at the time telling Robert Kelly, we were swimming, like, why don't they take in more Syrian refugees? I, I couldn't understand why we we're being so stingy with them. Then ISIS kind of really became ascendant. And I said to myself, maybe we should slow down here for a second. We don't know what we're getting into. 
and I, I thought it was rational at, at, at that point. And, you know, what was the last thing you said right before that? Because I wanted to, it made you me said think. the Europeans have it where they're their whole oh, situation. And, and the fact that they have these problems in Europe, to me, cuts both ways. Because I, I say to myself, it could happen here too. That, that it's not that these people that we're talking about, this, first of all, it's not, I don't, I don't know that, how to distinguish them. I don't think it's all one community. The wave, different waves could be different. The wave of Arabs who came over to the olive tree in all these years, these are like everyday people, whatever it is. I don't know the characteristics of Syrian refugees. I don't know what kind of grudge they're carrying. I don't know what, how they can be infiltrated. I know that we were having a whole spate of, of terrorist things. I know that in Europe they're having trouble integrating them. And I would want a, my president to be damn sure that that kind of balkanized existence that they have in Europe couldn't happen here. But there's two there's two kind of uh, factors. There's one, what danger do they present? And, 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 and our guest seems to indicate they don't present much of a danger. The other factor is how much danger are they in if we don't take them? Mm. Yeah, I mean, That's right. And also, <laughs> what, what was your first reaction when you saw Robert Kelly in a bathing suit? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm, that's no, where my the, mind the, is. Why would you point. swim with and, Robert and, and I thought that we should go over to Syria, and I mean, 500,000 people died. We're going to take in 15,000. It seemed to me outrageous. Like we could have we saved all those lives. I think Dan's point is very important. Is like, is it worth even 15 uh, you know, uh, convicted, ref- uh, uh, you know, uh, terrorist refugees to take them at all, rather than other Arabic countries taking them. I, I think his point was that there's a moral imperative to do this. Well, the point, no, I don't know if there's a moral imperative. My point is, what is the moral imperative? What kind of danger are they in if we don't take them? And what alternative solutions might there be uh, to to protect them? Sure. I mean, the, the uh, in any year, in any given year since 9/11. And even before that, I mean, the international community takes in less than 1%, less than 1% of the world's displaced. So right now, across the globe, there are 65 million displaced uh, people. Wow. You know, I mean, and so people who are living in grinding, visible poverty. Some of these folks are displaced in their own countries, and some of them are displaced in neighboring countries. Well, so, so, so describe displaced. I mean... Displaced meaning, for example, there's 5.5 million Syrian refugees who are living in Lebanon, okay. Jordan, and Turkey. They're not going home anytime soon. In fact, a number of these folks are going to be, you know, having kids there and dying there. Right. And you know, the number of, of Syrian refugees we're taking in is tiny, man. I mean, we're talking a really small number. And so, I mean, I, I think you know the bigger point is to to Dan's point, which is what can we be doing to provide more support on the ground? Because while we're debating about should we take in ten thousand more refugees or ten thousand lef- less uh, refugees. The vast majority, five and a half million, are living every day in extreme poverty, and so we we ought to be doing more um, to try and provide support on the ground. But it that, might even help us in the war on terror. But that'd be uh, sure. But and uh, yeah, of course. I mean, what does it mean when you've got you know millions of kids who are living in poverty who don't have access to school, no yeah, upward mobility? If they see us helping them and help. It, would, it would, right. might melt some hearts, right? But, but we also are. I mean, look, how far are we from the Statue of Liberty? I mean, this is a country of immigrants. And uh, I do believe there's a moral imperative to take in refugees. This doesn't mean we have to take in every single refugee. Well, but how, I mean, how much is an appropriate number? Well, I mean, Obama in his last year took in uh, 110,000. But again, just keep that in perspective. I mean, the, not the, Syrian. No, I mean, uh, Syrian we took in like 10,000. Yeah. I mean, it's a tiny number. But I mean, uh, you know, and the only reason we took in those refugees is because there was enormous. I mean, the only reason Obama did that is, is there was enormous pressure on him because of what Trump and the others were doing. I mean, Chris Christie said he wouldn't take in a five-year-old. Syrian 
orphan, a five-year-old orphan, suggesting that there's something fundamentally wrong with, with you know, Muslim kids. I mean, this is, this is messed up. And, and that's Chris Christie, who, was, you know, who knew he was such a, a, a hater. Yeah, and what we've seen... That was supposed to be... No, He's such no, a hater. hater. Yeah, well, I remember when Chris Christie said that. I'm like, you're, you're, you're the governor of New Jersey. Like, yeah. well, how can you right. say such a thing? No, it's not. Because he was running for president. Yeah, but it was just a horrible thing to say, and I don't think it helped it's him. It's a horrible thing to say, but that was what he want, needed to do to get to be whatever the I'm nomination was. I'm sure he was a candidate at the time. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. But what, what you've had happen here, though, is, is that um, during the election cycle, you had Trump saying, you know, let's keep them all out. And you had Chris Christie and others following suit. And this led to an enormous spike in uh, hate crimes across the country targeting Muslims. And the fact is, if you talk to ADL, and I work closely with ADL, you have an enormous spike in hate crimes against Jews. Because the people who hate Muslims hate Jews, hate gays, hate blacks, they hate women, they hate immigrants. And this should concern us. Um, I mean, (laughs) these folks who are out there doing these things aren't... uh, 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 carefully selecting certain groups. I mean, they're. Do you they're have the, stat- the, the status for for hate crimes in the U.S. For or not 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 on you, but like in general? Like yeah, I can tell you that. I mean, we we've, we've conducted the most comprehensive study looking at anti-Muslim hate crimes mm-hmm. since 2012. There's 726, mm-hmm. and you're talking about murders. You're talking about stabbings, beatings. You're talking about women being punched in the face. Um, we're also talking about a Jewish woman up here in New York who was attacked because they thought she was Muslim. I'm skeptical of all that because <laughs> I, I know that the, 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 the hate crimes against Jews spiked. It, it, it reached a new peak, I think, 2014, 15, 16. I think, I think it's gone up every year. It spiked prior to Trump taking office in the last two years of Obama. You remember I was writing about it on Facebook. I was like, nobody cares, nobody cares, nobody cares. As soon as Trump took office, everybody cared because it was a nice anti-Trump angle to it. But the fact is that anti-Semitism has been, has been rising quite nicely for, you know, it seems mm-hmm. like around 10 years now, both in America and throughout Europe. It, it's hard to believe that Trump is not inspiring at least some people. To commit hate crimes, yeah. I mean, you know, and, I, I, I mean, and maybe he, and, the, and then I don't know what the statistics those, say, but logically, all those JCC I, bombings turn out to be. Right, uh, right. Uh, uh, I mean, look, the New York uh, Human Rights Commission just came out with a report this past week, and I mean, I, I'm trying to find the numbers here. I can't, but I mean, it's something like 80 percent of Jews in New York have experienced some kind of um, of issue. I'm and telling you, I don't trust it. You don't well, trust any of it. We've got, we've got Jews in New York experiencing issues. No, I don't. Trust well, that. you know, I have. Unfortunately, the issue has been with African Americans. Um, you know, the the anti-Semitic issue. No, there's, there's other things too. Like when I speak, <clears throat> but that's another whole thing. But when I hear people now, who was it just today was telling me, oh, Rothkopf, about uh, people being attacked because they're Jewish. Quite often now, it's online. And this and this counts into the reported incidents, but th- that didn't even exist in any meaningful way five years ago. So it's, it's a whole new universe and si- simplicity of, of attacking somebody for their Judaism. And it's, it's just apples and oranges Online. to 2015. But, but you know, it's quite interesting. When Trump posts uh, something about his daughter doing something related to Judaism, like lighting Shabbat candles or whatever holiday, Hanukkah candles, all of a sudden, this is on his stuff, not on hers, mm-hmm. you know, and you... You just see this comments of these anti-Semitic. 
Jew this, Jew, I can't believe you would post something Jewish like this and like the really, really anti-Semitic yeah. stuff. But he got so, a, po a good so point. Like whoever is going to be hitting the Jews, he's going to be hitting the Muslims too. He's going to be. I'm just going to read right here what what the New York Human Rights Commission. I found the the uh, the, the figure, and you you make of it what you want. But I mean, there's a survey they did with you know across New York. Eighty percent of Jews, Jewish New Yorkers, are affected by vandalism. This is, I mean, do you think people are making this up? Yes. I th I well, th the I vandalism, I you mean anti-Semitic vandalism. Yeah, I mean, this is people being targeted. You I don't... Nonsense. No, once in a while you see swastikas well, in Brooklyn on a synagogue or whatever. If by affected but... it means that I read about it and it upset me, or does it mean <laughs> that you did it to me personally? You know, because I know a lot of Jews, and I don't know... You know, years ago, I have to go back to 1980, when in growing up in Connecticut, when somebody spray-painted something uh, on, a, on a rock in front of our house... That was vaguely anti-Semitic, but let me ask yeah, you though: wouldn't yeah, you yeah. wouldn't you be concerned even if the number were eight percent? Shouldn't we be concerned if the number were even eight percent? Oh, I'm concerned well, about anti-Semitism. Sure, I mean, but, I, I, I mean, like, but, but, I, I but just, it's just I don't. But I'm just saying that eighty percent does sound. Are you I, talking about New York City or New York State? New York City, right? New York City. I, I'm just skeptical that the guy who moved. Jerusalem. <laughs> they keep moved the embassy to Jerusalem, yeah. and and uh, is bad mouthing Hamas is the guy uh, causing people to hate Jews. I I. But don't you think he's getting people fired up? I mean, just in general. I mean, don't you I, think that what he's doing along the border, what he's done done to get people afraid of other foreigners writ large? Perhaps I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to say it's not possible. But I I know the following that. Um. Everybody knows, everybody hates Trump. I mean, they hate him for good, for good reason, I guess, but they hate him. And they know what to answer to pollsters. We know that there was tremendous glee in, in simulating hate attacks yeah. by, by writing swastikas or whatever. And there was the whole articles written about all, I mean, numerous, numerous people who got found out, who, false flags. Uh, is that what you call them? I forget what they, they have a term for it. Hoaxes. Yeah. Ho hoaxes, yeah. I mean, so, so I'm skeptical of that. And then there's some people who may get fired up, but they were always hating the Jews. He didn't create that. You didn't. You didn't people didn't go from being uh, morally upright to hating Jews just because Trump won the election. So maybe they're coming out a little bit from under their rocks, which is not the end of the world to me. Actually, it's it's not so bad. No, to, it shouldn't be the end of the world because it. because if anything happened, like for example, let's let's assume. But but, anyway, so the, but I'm I'm much more open to the idea that he's riling people up against Muslims, because he's actually bad mouthing Muslims and all that. I I find it very hard to believe he's creating well, any that was, that bad was scene a, for Jews. It's hard to believe. I I. I would uh, respectfully disagree no, you, and push you, back. You have the facts. So <coughs> yeah, you're, I'm you're just, I mean, I, I just don't. <laughs> I think no, the I people who are out there hating, again, that this is not the most informed group of people, right? And these what is are, New York City you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, I'm not just talking about New York City. I mean, I'm, I'm, but more broadly across the country. I mean, this is not a good time. I mean, but in particular, it's not a good time well, to be a minority. Well, yeah, it's, it, I think there's two things. First is, like, I think it's amazing when we start with facts and numbers about a study about the Muslim hate and it turns somehow to Jews again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, we've been talking for half an hour about the fucking Jews again. All right, uh, let's get to the Muslims. Yeah, so the Muslims. And the second th uh, part is, this is New York City. I mean, everybody hates everybody. By, by the way, can we, can we remind the studio audience who was the one who said the Supreme Court was going to uphold the travel ban? Who said it? I did. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, kn I knew it. I knew it, too. Yeah, well, you knew it because, well, you knew it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're always right, okay? <coughs> I, so, knew, I, knew I knew it because it I had the legal argument. 
So anyway. can we go back to the uh, uh, yeah the point? Uh, I think what what uh, Noam said is yes, uh, Trump is uh, causing a lot of hate against Muslims. I mean, that's one of his policies, right? Did it work? Is it going to be? It's more fearful. Is it now any new president is going to try to do the same thing or running for presidency? Well, we're going to see in the 2018 midterms, right? I mean, but I I think that Muslims will be another um, wedge issue in a lot of a lot of districts. Um, I mean, I can tell you, for example, like anti-Sharia legislation is something that, you know, since 2012, there's been 153 attempts across the country to implement anti-Sharia legislation. There is not a single place in the country where Muslim communities are calling for Sharia law. Exactly. Not a no, single I thought in Dearborn. Not in Michigan. Yeah, they're doing it extra I was born and raised in Dearborn. I was born and raised there. I've never once heard anyone say we nobody love wants to because no one's where are you going then are you going into their into their mosques and stuff? I, I'm, I'm not i'm just playing devil's advocate here i'm You're just the whitest looking guy i've ever seen so in the, <laughs> in the diner in the diner where you're eating they're not talking yeah. about it but if you um, go to uh to, my house this is what i want to then answer me this sure but let me can i just finish my train of thought yeah, the, the course, whole purpose of the anti-sharia legislation is coming from a series of far-right extreme organizations that have been funded to the tune of like 60 million dollars they write this legislation they push this out this anti-sharia legislation they push this out across the country yeah. and it gets people fired up even the legislators who are trying to uh, push this forward know that it won't go forward and it's throwing add, red I need to ask you a question to add to, add to yeah. it just before the question in Saudi Arabia they tried to change it most uh, Muslim countries don't even want it I, I don't want it look I, yeah, but uh, just an example I don't want to con conflate Saudi yeah. Arabia with with Dearborn or the US no I know you're just but, not hearing this I but, mean, but this is but this is what I, this is my question and it's sincere and I it I, I still don't if I if I had a good answer to this I think it would it would change the way I feel about certain things hit it the 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 Muslims in Europe, the, some Muslim, some Arab decides to leave his home country, mm -hmm. goes to France, Germany, or America. Why is it that where they are, they are calling for Sharia law in certain neighborhoods in France or in Germany? Is that is that the case from your uh, research? We yeah. we know that that's the case. Yeah, right? you're gonna. Yeah. 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 But what, how do we? Why are we? Why do we feel we're immune to it? It's not that we're immune to it. You're talking about. So how do we make sure it doesn't happen here when we see it happening there? It's different yeah, but, kind of immigrants. Is it? Is it? Is because, it, is it is, no, no, no. It no, is. But is it also because the the? I'm sorry. Is it because sure. the uh, the the percentage wise? No. Is it's, it's not. It's not I, I percentage don't know wise. You, you are talking about either. one different kinds of immigrants. I don't know. Well, I how are they different? It, yeah, I, I mean, said that's what I said. The, I mean, the U.S. Are they mostly North Africans yeah, in no, Europe? No, 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 no. I don't mean that. I'm not talking about their countries of origin. I'm talking about the types of people who are. Immigrating. I mean, in the U.S., if you look across the U.S., most Muslim communities, save the Somali community, are extremely educated. You're talking about medical professionals, doctors, lawyers, engineers, um, people who are making enormous contributions. Now you're making me worry about the Syrian refugees yeah. again. You know, um, are making enormous contributions to their local communities. Um, Syrian refugees are educated. I, I don't know. Do Syrian refugees come from that same? Yeah, but, but let's, or they, are I, they, or I, do they, or are they more similar to, to the Europeans? Back, just you know, the Syrian refugees that we're taking in are the most vulnerable. We're talking about unaccompanied uh, minors. We're talking about single mothers. I, you know, we're not. Oh, there's fair, this fair fear enough. that we're taking in men between 20 and 30 who have trained with ISIS. This is not who we're taking in. But and, fine, and, fine. But wait, wait. It, but would it. would a 25-year-old male from the Syrian refugee population be a higher risk? Than the typical 
Muslim or Arabic immigrant that we've had normally in this country from the you know, more the doctors and lawyers that, that you're saying? No, I'll tell you. There's a guy I know, a Syrian refugee who's in his, who is in his mid twenties, is doing his degree at Columbia. Okay, in, but in obviously a, a, a guy who knows. Let me answer, answer was one thing. Was it degree thing. in aviation? But I'm just saying, like it, you know, the, the raw numbers are really clear, and if you don't want the raw numbers and you don't want anecdotes. I'm just saying, if one doesn't want those things, then like, no, I, I, well, I'm let, asking let, a natural question, let, which well, is why well, Europe and not here. Let, let me but, explain but, my and, point. And, of and view once we know the answer to that, but, then we can protect ourselves from the type of people that they're bringing in Europe, because we definitely don't want the people is, going to Europe coming here, right? I mean, yes. one of the things that people don't realize is just how hard it is to immigrate to the U.S. Forget the refugee status. I'm talking about just immigrating here. Super, super hard. Okay. And the folks who are coming here are highly educated, highly skilled. And if you look at all of the survey work done by Pew, I mean, we're talking over 15 years, talking to Muslim communities across the U.S. Uh, some of that is pretty scary. I've read so those I, let, let, let me let me explain it. I, I think I think I'm in a position to uh, to explain Sympathy a little for bit. violence is, you know, how did Hattan being, get being, actually, yeah. yeah, huh? How did you get here? By Not through Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go I ahead. guess you you took a plane, but I did. T- <laughs> well, is, that, is that a tricky question? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying, I mean, how did you, like, you, eh, whatever. All right, I'll answer your question an anchor, later, baby. But, but, let, but, but let, me, uh, <clears throat> let me explain to you. First of all, there's two things. The di- the dif- there's a huge difference between the immigrants that go to Europe and the immigrants that come to the U.S. in many levels, which I'm going to explain in a minute. The second thing, which is a major thing, there's difference between the condition of living in Europe and the condition of living in the U.S. Here... You hardly have this old community that's only Arabs, that's surrounded by cops. Nobody gets in or gets out. It's it's easier to, you know, make them more terrorist in Europe than, like he mentioned before. It's e- easier to assimilate. Easier, here. yeah, because you have no jobs. You have only work in certain people. You have to do certain things. You have to now you're part of a culture that you have to do. Oh, we have to do Sharia law here, for example. We have to. Um, uh, you know, uh, you have to pray five times. If you don't pray, you have to be here. You go outside, you feel uh, unacceptable, uh, not accepted versus the U.S. And that's why, again, I always say this is the greatest country and this is the only hope. Uh, you know, when you come, you feel accepted. You feel p- some people, yeah, hate you, but majority of people like you. Most people, you're going to learn something. You're going to learn facts that you haven't known. Like, for example, you, all, you hate Jews all your life. And then you come in and you start meeting your first Jew, which I have a, a book ab- uh, about that called The First Jew. Uh, so you you know how you meet your first Jew and the truth about the Jews and all that uh, and then you meet your first you know your job and you understand that the world is not what you learned you know versus being in Europe in a close community and they tell you this is how it is the internet helped a lot the second part is the education now everyone or most people are educated in the Middle East uh, fake education like you have to go to college you have to do this you have to do that but the percentage that travel to uh, uh, to Europe are usually very less educated than the regular people, you know? So if the same immigrants come to the U.S., they will be better, you know? There's another point to this also. Is Do you that agree with that, by the way? Yeah, uh, d- broadly. I mean, uh, but... Did you I understand it? I did understand okay. it. Yeah, it was clear to me. <laughs> the, but as a CIA analyst... I, I will tell you, the, the, other, the other part of Don't this like is that... Norm. <laughs> Who was the first it, Jew you met? I mean, if you go to, if you go to Europe, I mean, they, they're not crazy about hyphenated identities. In the U.S., we embrace, you know, someone can be five different things. <laughs> and not if they want to go to Harvard. Go yeah, ahead. But, go ahead. Uh, but the point is that we, we, we embrace that here. 
And, no, uh, we, well, I mean, I, you don't think, but I mean, I can tell you that in, in Germany, you've got people who were born and raised there um, who don't feel German. And they speak the yes. language fluently. I mean, like I think we, that's because. Okay. okay, I misunderstood you. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that's because we're 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 all from somewhere else, and we, the America is not an ethnicity. There's no ethnicity. Exactly. There is an ethnicity right. German. Yeah, right. absolutely. I agree. And you've got this all across Europe. I mean, we don't have that in the U.S. because we all came from somewhere. Um, and you can be something here. Like, there's no, there's no limit. No, you know, regardless, I understand what Noam is saying, Harvard and all that, you know. But at the same time, you can, you can, you know. Over there, you cannot, like, be sitting right away. You cannot come and work at the commissary for first day and meet all these people. And they trust you and, like, oh, you know, give these wings to Seinfeld, you know. Uh, it's, it's not going to happen over there, you know. So Look, th this has been my thing. And I, I, I mean, and I have to tell you, again, like, there was never anything about keeping Arabs or Muslims out of this country. Anything like that was on my radar ever until like the recent stuff with terrorists. Like it's not like I'm not I'm not trying to look for some pretext. I mean, he, you don't know me. He knows what I'm talking about. Like it was never like you know let them all. We, we were we were hungry for more to come in. For, yeah. Well, I don't remember <laughs> being hungry for more. No, but I'm saying yeah because. <laughs> <laughs> but um, th there is some. There is there is real terrorism out there when i see the fact that i can't even get in an airplane the long lines the checks the the the, the billions of dollars the, the new agencies homeland security all this entire huge infrastructure which is new and is basically a reaction to islamic terror there is always some part of me which is very skeptical when somebody comes along and says, ah, you know, it's, it's absolutely no basis. Like, really, if there's no basis, what the fuck are we spending a half, a, half a trillion dollars it's on? It's so funny because, uh, you know, it, that all you all you describe now is them winning. That, that's that's terrorism I'm winning. Saying, if, he, if he's really right, if what you're saying is really right, it's like, you know, that's fine. Let's go back to the way it used to be about getting in an airplane. Let's go back. Let's but get rid of homeland. Let's that, go back to the way it used uh, to be. Eventually, we'll and let me tell you what's going to happen. Thousands of people are going to die, and we all know it. Sure. I don't mind um, the increased security checks. I don't mind taking my shoes well, off. What do we need them no, for? No, but, I do. But, but, it's, but, it's, but, it's, uh, it's, it's them winning. They've won. When I can't take a bottle of water on, they no, won. You're missing, but I, I, but hope no, you're, no. I hope you're not missing my My point is that there is some, there is some disconnect between the, the amount of resources that we're using to fight this problem and then a guy who comes in and says, you know, there's actually no problem at all. I, they're, I'm not they're, suggesting they're no different a, than anybody else. I'm not suggesting there's no problem, but I will tell you, I mean, we— if you look at the numbers since 9-11 of individuals who have died in the U.S., and I'm not including 9-11, from what we could label jihadist attacks, right. it's like 107. If you look at the number of deaths in the U.S. since 9-11 by white nationalists, it's 94. Yeah, I get something. That, but I'm asking you, how, what would that number be if we didn't spend $500 billion I have a to modest, keep it to a minimum? I think that if we eliminated the airport security— <laughs> Uh, we, we, I don't think things would be that bad because I think the hijacking era is over. Because of airport yeah. security. Well, no, I, no, not because of that. Because we've been inoculated. Now, anytime anybody gets up and says so much as uh, an, uh, you know, an Allah, he's tackled. <laughs> he's tackled. And we've been inoculated. I, I just want well, to, to be I, clear. I add some, and no one's going to ever let a dude in a cockpit ever no, again. But bombs. <laughs> yeah, but I want to tell you something. Just to be clear, I, I don't. I'm yeah. not suggesting in any way, shape, or form. That terrorism isn't real. I mean, I, and of course it is. And Terror. we have all of these uh, precautions because of what happened at 9-11 and, and um, since. There's no question about it. But are, the what, are the precautions reasonable? 
or overkill. Yeah, well, I think broadly they are. I mean, without getting into nuanced, you know, I mean, I, I, we could talk about some of the things we're doing in the U.S. across the U.S. with Muslim communities, which I, I think. But no, so it's reasonable to take all these precautions. It is like a half a trillion but, dollars but, yeah, but let me, against this against this this problem. But it is not reasonable to wonder whether or not we should. But I, be there's, there's, the you missed you miss one point though. That, That's what I understand. That, that, it, you missed one small point that <laughs> is yeah. not. Because we've taken all these precautions, because not because of the terrorists, is because the technology has changed. You know what? What the ideas of maybe when they come in is like, okay, if you gonna uh, hijack this plane, what can you do? You can put something in your shoes. You can put some. You know, it's not about the terrorism itself. It's the ideas and the technology. So you may as well just blame the technology for that. You know. What? Because one guy put uh, something, uh, managed to do a bomb in his shoes. Now everybody's taking his shoes off. You know. I'm saying that there's a, there's, a, there's a billion. Oh, there's a billion. <laughs> how many Muslims? No, I know, but I mean, don't you? In the U.S., there's 3.5. No, uh, so, well, for example, do you know why we don't take bottles of water? For example, yeah. Why? There's a there was the explosive. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I know. And you can make the combination with the water. It's so, so ridiculous because you spend fifteen dollars so, extra but, but on JetBlue, they let you go right but through. I think now. I, know. <laughs> I think now that um, they're not necessarily incompatible positions. In other words, we can both acknowledge that. 99.9% of Muslims are peaceful people. At the same time, we can also acknowledge that if only one gets through, he yes. could do a 9-11. And so it's worth the trillions to prevent that. So b both, both things are true. Number one, it's worth the money for security. Number two, very few Muslims are dangerous. So I agree go, with that. I, I, no. And, you, and you're going to go into the speed limit argument Listen, now. I, I, no, no, that's another thing. But that's a good argument. But I'm, I'm making the point that the... The amount of attention, the amount of resources that we devote to fighting terror belies the notion that the attention we're giving to refugees is based on racism. If, 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 if it's reasonable to spend a half a trillion dollars a year worldwide, whatever it is, to fight Islamic terror— it is certainly reasonable okay, to examine okay. these <laughs> refugees with a magnifying glass. Now, you, we which may do. we may find we that at, which yeah. we do, and we ought to. And if they and they are in need, and, just so and we, we should take them in if there's no risk. But they got to stop calling people racist about it because it's not racism. They need to fucking stop that because they're not winning anybody's hearts and minds by calling somebody a racist. They just dig in yeah. because when you start calling people who are scared about terrorism. And they call them racist. They say, "You know, go fuck yourself." That, and that's that's what we see, and we see it. It 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 makes no sense, and it 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 contradicts human nature. Nobody's gonna be persuaded by calling sure. them names. Do you, do you are you happy with the vetting? And that's what bothers me about the, the whole vet, thing. The vetting experience. Like, do you think that we um, we do a good job vetting? Yeah, I, I know we do. I mean, I did a Ph.D. looking at urban refugees in the Middle East. I, mean, I yeah. believe the, you. The vetting process is serious. Yeah, and. You know, but so, I, so how how do you deny you're somebody? A PhD? Yeah, I do. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> doctor, you're, you're a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a doctor. Uh, Bobby's fine. Um, <laughs> doctor Bob. No, but I, I just <laughs> but to circle back to this point though. This is, I mean, I, I it, it, we don't want to be calling people racist. We don't want well, to love to call people racist. Come on. No, man. but I mean, uh, but to your point, I, we we can't say that there isn't a threat, and then people say, well, what happened on nine eleven? We lost three thousand innocent people. Yeah. And what happened with ISIS and then, you know, all of the attacks in between. Um, so I, I hear that. But, I mean, I, it's about trying. Well, I mean, we need our, our leaders to be a little more reasonable and to sketch some of this out and say, is the threat real? Yes. But should we be fear, fearing anybody who's brown and Muslim? No. 
And, um, you know, this doesn't mean that we don't vet people coming into the country. It doesn't mean that we don't think long and hard about our border security. It doesn't mean that we don't think long and hard about our strategy to fight terrorism overseas. But so I mean, let, let me ask you a question that, that concerns me as one of these By the way, you consider people. yourself a brown person? Huh? <laughs> you consider yourself a brown person? No. no. You don't? No. I feel like white. Uh, he you called you what? brown. He didn't call me brown. <laughs> he was looking well, in my direction. I'm, I'm, I'm always fascinated by that's this. Why I always sit, that's why I always in a, sit in front of Zach. Because you can either miss me or him. You don't know who you're talking about when you say brown. When you, when, brown when is there a Middle Eastern category? For no, the, it's white. We go for white. Yeah, you have to because you're not Hispanic. Yeah. You're not black. So but you you, you're not Asian. You have such, a, su- such a joy when they see you after you fill out the application. <laughs> you're like, you said white. <laughs> So right, right. So, so let me because I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask a very uh, uh, important question. Vetting is working well uh, for us, I think. Okay. The how numbers, about the numbers th- tell yeah. that story? How about yeah? No, and I, and I agree. How about anything? What's the right way to do vetting to the people that've been here before? They've been here all these lives now. Uh, something like the George Bush tried to do the registration thing, but it was it was found illegal. I like that look Larry David gives when he wants to make sure somebody's not lying. You know what I'm talking about? In Kirby enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a terrorist? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. You ever see Kirby enthusiasm? I have. You know he what I'm talking about? Yeah. It seems have, to work for him. He huh? doesn't have that look. Many kind of have. My, it too. Actually, I'm making a point is that you can't vet everybody's name Muhammad. If no. They want to get through. This they're is also. Get right I mean, through. it's not. We can't vet people who are citizens. This is not what we do. No, no, I, I mean, I, but I understand that point, yeah, but you know, to 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 help everybody's kids because we know, I'm sure there are some here, right? Terrorism, terror, terror, terrorists. I mean, the, F- the FBI across the country, the FBI, the last numbers that they released, there's around a thousand people across the country who are um, persons of concern. So they've not yet crossed the line, but the FBI is watching them. Uh, what's interesting Across, to note is that they well, are not. What line are we talking they're, about? They're, they're <laughs> not clustered in a particular neighborhood or at a particular place. They're spread out all over the country because of the internet. And the folks, you know, what ISIS and Al Qaeda and similar groups are trying to do is find these folks on the internet. Because and every time, and every time some terrorist ha- ha- attack happens, they say the guy that did it, uh, he was on a list. Yeah. It's always like he was on because, a list. Uh, the reason I'm asking this is because <clears throat> I think that our community, we have to take a lot of responsibility as Muslims and Arabs and all that, uh, uh, American Muslims. And we have to take a lot of responsibility for these actions, you know, and we have to show more of our, and it doesn't come from meeting and, and, and talks and books and stuff like that. And it does a little bit, but not a lot. I think we need to do an extreme thing. So I want to lead a movement of having us vetted. Who's here? Of course, nobody's gonna. Are you, are yeah. you serious? I'm being serious. You can't. You're a citizen. You're a citizen. You're a citizen, right? Yes, I am they citizen. They can't. Yeah. They can't vet you based on why your not? Because that's unconstitutional. But uh, wh- uh, but what if I said we are willing to do this? Uh, uh, not not necessarily that idea, but something that we need to do. So- Listen, no books are not happening. TV shows are not. We against this is not happening. Nothing is happening. We need something extreme. What do you think would be a good idea? For the Muslims here for in the U.S. to be... So what you're saying is you're all going to go back where you came from. No, hell no. <laughs> and then come back one by one. Don't try to make it a good idea. No. <laughs> well, and we get, is it, and I, each one of us will, will team up with a Jew. Listen, if you had told There's me in be, 2001... Well, if you want to be that... Well, Bush uh, tried to make it. If you had told me in 2001 but that, by, that by 2018 there wasn't going to be at least another dozen terrorists, a subway bombing, something, I would have told you you're nuts. It's inevitable. So somewhere, clearly you're right, that the, th- the threat is not as bad 
as we think it is because no matter what Homeland Security is doing, they can't stop somebody from going down to a subway and blowing something up. They're totally. Just, and I mean, there's no way to stop it. I mean, well, they, they wanted to, they do it. The Israelis, with all their security, they had, you know, before they built the wall, they had all sorts of uh, bus explosions. Yeah, you, you can't stop that if, if, there's a, if there's a desire to do it. No, you can't stop this with any group, whether it's with white nationalists or black nationalists. I mean, it, it's, this stuff is going to happen. Yep. And, um, I mean, the truth is each uh, attack gets people fired up. I mean, what the most effective attack is just someone renting a vehicle, just driving through Times Square and killing. I mean, look at what happened in Nice. I mean, I remember watching them. I was sick to my stomach. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was bodies strewn across the street. And we were really right, so, scared so, here so, because we have a lot of interviews here about this could be the new attack, the, the style of well, attack. It, it, it happened on Halloween. But, that, but see, that's the thing. When, when I see that, I'm like, this dude went to Nice. He could have just as well come to New York. I, like, how, why didn't he? Like, we're just I, I mean, we're very it, lucky. And, and why are we taking these... I don't know. I'm, I'm of two minds because I am actually very... Uh, I, tend, I do want to help suffering people in the world i don't care where they're from I'm, I'm very moved by the suffering on the other hand i know that that kind of emotional reaction can lead you to do things that are not wise and sometimes you you need to resist the temptation to succumbing to that sentimentality yeah. to protect your family or whatever it is you know and i i don't know what the right answer is i don't know i i know that just because i see these horrible unfortunate people who need help, that doesn't change whether or not it's a threat. It doesn't change that. It just, you know, it makes it very tough to decide. That's all. And sure. you, th you, th you think that um, our national security start with in our borders or outside? I mean, I, th I think it's it's a combination of both. I mean, I, I think we are nonstop. Like in another on. word, a war, does it create more terrorism now? Yeah, but this is a complicated, I mean, it's a super complicated, you know, uh, uh, question. I mean, yeah. at New America. That's a yes or no question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a simple Yeah, I, I just, um, you know, the question, I mean, if you want to use, for example, drone strikes. Yeah. I mean, they're super effective. It keeps uh, um, U.S. soldiers safe because we're not putting people on the ground. Um, but we also make mistakes. And we hit weddings and we hit funerals and we hit schools sometimes and we kill innocent people. And that gets folks uh, at the local level. Did we far. find out why the Israelis killed that nurse in, in Gaza? This so reminded me of these, these you know, is, uh, Palestinian strikes. Yeah, the, the, the Palestinian nurse. Remember? The, did you hear about she that? Was doing no, her I job wasn't sure what you were talking about. An episode from Fauda. Uh, so. Oh, I know. Oh, I haven't seen that. My guess is. Um, I told you about the show. It's great. Yeah. My guess is. Uh, they fucked up. No, but there was, there was supposed to be an investigation. I guess it's well, too I soon. I think there was. I think they said, oh, it was, it was a mistake. Mistake meaning he didn't know she was a nurse. He She was clearly a nurse. Uh, uh, but that doesn't mean he I think he, that he the, the bullet it. was meant for somebody else or somebody, somebody panicked. Or, I, I got I to gotta read about it. I gotta see yeah. that. that was horrible. Um, but, I mean, these mistakes happen that, all yeah. over the world. But know, you, know, you know, this this past week, there's been crazy amounts of uh, rockets coming over. I'm not. I'm not. See, I'm see not, how this I'm is. Not, this, this is what you said. This is how safe. Say this, oh, you're against Israel. Is, I'm, I'm. I'm totally pro-Israel. I just. It was no, horrible. This is like, how how know. safe and ineffective these missiles are. Uh, no, um, Modi called them. Some missiles are coming over, <laughs> like a guest it's coming over. No, it's, it's hitting. Hitting. Yeah. All of a sudden, but you're the, the the linguist here. I'm just saying it's funny. Like a missile is coming over. Woo you know, it's kind of. Nothing? Okay. Well, anyway. No, because um, I didn't perceive it. As a native English speaker, I didn't perceive it that way. 
a native favorite. Yeah, the whole Gaza thing just kind of faded away. But I was yeah, but that's but that's that's how everything is. It's like first you get outraged about one thing, and then something. Then the border. Then they were separating kids, and all of a sudden that was knocked off. That was crazy how that just disappeared. Disappeared, and now you know why it disappeared. I'm sorry to cut you off, Dan. No, no. Know why it disappeared? Because of the border. Are you ready to hear why it disappeared? I'm ready to hear something about a reality show. Yeah. No, no. But are you ready? Are you ready or no? Yeah, go ahead. You want to know why it disappeared? Yes. Because Melania wore a jacket that had some cockamamie writing on the back of it, and it focused all that stuff on it, and that that just was well, the that catalyst and the of changing. And boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. Well, Trump well, also that. had an executive order which uh, changed. The yes, that there was the the the, the that the border stuff going on. I, but, but and then I, something else will happen. I mean, we don't even know. But in two weeks, I am there'll not be dropping. something else. That, that attracts everybody's attention. I am not dropping the Asians in Harvard thing, though. That's, that is the that, and of all ugh. the stuff that people are talking about, there's one man, one one voice in the wilderness, who is talking about Asians not being able to get into Harvard. One Caucasian man, yeah, who ha- who actually has. I don't even think the average Asian cares. <laughs> you know, to be they honest. care. They care. They know they'll just go to. The, so uh, why they can't get into Harvard? Because they're smart. No, the because Harvard Harvard was limiting them by by claiming that they they were unappealing personally. In interviews, have you heard this, right? Yeah. And um, it's been going on. We knew that. We knew well, it's been going on. It's well, like systematic racial discrimination. Colleges. We we. I mean, if there's one area where we kind of um, you're used to this sort of thing, it's the college campus where, you know, they want one from Colum A. They want to get some no. poor kids from the South. They no. want to get some Asian. No. no. The, the, the very fact that they had to lie about it and hide it uh, means that that's not the case. If they're not, if they're not doing anything to be ashamed of, they should have admitted it a long time ago. Modi, as a friend of the mayor, what did he, you know? Um, Ugh, he's he's doing it too. He's trying to. He's trying to. I think it's going to die. He's going to try it's, because the Asians are doing so well in their exams. They're going to try to get rid of the exam now, and take the top ten percent of every school. It's, it's unbelievable what they're doing to these poor Asian people. So you think that they should? You're right. I've heard your argument that they should, they should let them. If the, if your grades are this and this is that, that you're in. Well, listen, I, I said this earlier. The Asians I, are going to be okay, and the reason they're not outraged, people aren't outraged. It's because it's 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 not ra- it's not a racism coming from a mean place. It's racism and it's discrimination. People are outraged. But it's not coming from a mean place like we hate Asians. It's coming from another place. These Asians are doing so great they're going to be all right. We need to Nobody's help other saying, people no, out. No, no, that's In other words like when they're helping white people out, they make it doesn't affect black admissions. They're helping white people out because, uh, but this is my where I'm coming from. Well, I don't think it's coming from hatred. We, uh, it, uh, I, I think it is. Uh, hatred is, is uh, you, you, you know, it's coming from racism. It's coming from a desire for diversity, which in this case... No, if, if, if these Asians look like Caucasians, I don't think they would be doing it. I think that if the only way you could tell was their testing... Well, then they'd be white people, so it wouldn't be an right, issue. Right, right. No, but they could be white people from an Asian country. Nobody would well, care. The well, same well, culture. Why would white people but I'm saying those? if they had the same culture, same everything, if they were exactly like they are, except they didn't, they weren't visibly right. looking different, yes, that's true. they wouldn't be trying to keep them out. That's true, because... We, so we, how do they keep it in But this is, but this is my point. This is my point, and I think it's an important point, and you'll, you'll hear this point years from now. We are not ready to have immigration and more and more immigration in this country until we are ready to start looking at people as humans and stop dividing every... You cannot have the same... It makes no sense to me that the same people are saying, let all the immigrants in. It doesn't matter. You have no right to choose where they come to... And then get them into applying to universities or into you know elite high schools and say, whoa, 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 a second. how many of this? How many of that? How uh-huh. many of that? It, it, there's a... 
obvious contradiction there. If yep. it really doesn't matter, then it doesn't matter. Once you're here, you're an American. If 40, 50 percent of, of Harvard is Asian, why would anybody even care? Dr. Bob, thoughts? They're humans. What the Noam is saying is we were so far we're not from, ready for, we're, we're not we're ready not, for we're this. so far from being able to judge people purely on merit and the color and the content of their character that 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 we're not ready for more brown people. No, no, no. no we're, we're not, not ready. That is brown. Not what he said. We're, we're, we're bringing. I like in, that question more. No. We, are, are we trying to make this country come apart? He's saying he's saying no, that no, if all the brown people scored what the Asians are scoring and doing whatever the they then they should be it should be fifty five percent brown I'm people. Saying the in, country no, he's saying is we're go- not ready for more diversity. The country is going to come apart. The all listen. I don't going know. To? I don't know that mosaic societies can. We're, we're experimenting. We're going to try to be the first like truly multi ethnic uh, democracy and multi ethnic in the sense that it's not like clear like is eighty percent one thing and then scattering other thing. We're like there's no clear majority ethnicity anymore. That's where we're heading. So everybody's everybody is free to fight it out, and yet we're telling this these people that where you came from, your DNA is the most important thing about you. We need to count how many of this, how many of that, how many of that. But it's all going to be okay. We're going to have a great country. It makes no sense. Yeah, Maybe Bob. perhaps if we if we inculcated the youth, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Who cares if they're Asian? Don't don't even mention that they're Asian. What do you care if they're Asian? It's like being they're left-handed people. versus right-handed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. If, if, if we really could, and that's not natural to human nature, but you're able to brainwash people to overcome their nature, you know? And if we were, if we could really teach our kids that, my daughter came home, you don't know, my daughter came home and said, my daughter's like of color, I guess. She says, Daddy, you're white. Are you mean to people? Yeah. Like, this is nuts. She knows yeah. you already? <laughs> she's, in fir- she's in first grade. She still believes in Santa he said Claus. Only Jews. He said only Jews. She still believes in Santa Claus, and they're teaching her about white people. Brown. She never even the, the typical gathering in my house. I tell you, is majority non, is majority non caucasoid. It's not majority non caucasoid. My daughter has grown up like constantly seeing people of different races, ethnicities, whatever. It never occurred to her it mattered until she went to school. Now she fucking knows. Yeah. She notices. And this is progress. Oh, yeah, let's bring in more people. Let's just mix in more and more ethnic groups all over the place. It makes no sense. We, we got to get either decide it matters or it doesn't matter. Dr. If Bob. it doesn't matter, then let's start acting like it doesn't matter. And then who cares where they come from? Dr. Bob, I want to hear your thoughts. As a real white man. He can't disagree with me. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I can tell you that, I mean, this is, I think anybody recognizes this, that Trump has tapped into this, right? And I can tell you, growing up in Southeast Michigan... Trump, this is Harvard! Let me t- just, Why are you turning it to Trump? Trump's not the wow, one keeping Trump's Asians out. Trump's fun to hit, come on. Yeah, that's, um, that's my point. Wait, wait, let, let him ask. Don't, don't, don't let, let me just tell you, Southeast Michigan, where I grew up, I was born and raised in a very blue-collar area, so people work at Detroit Diesel, at uh, Rouge Steel, at Ford Motor Company in the line. So Detroit proper is one of the largest black cities in the country. Outside of Detroit, in the suburbs, you have one of the largest Arab uh, populations in the country, um, what but do it, do, what are they doing but, there? But, by but, the way, it, but it's still uh, it was just where they Let folks were. But but, <laughs> but it is still predominantly a white area. I mean, five million plus people who live in Southeast Michigan. But the point is that um, I think there's real fear because folks see the diversity that's you know right on their doorstep and changing, and they're worried about. Um, a future that they think they're not going to have. And so you hear people talking all the time about a past that probably, frankly, didn't exist. I mean, my, my mother's father uh, was an eighth-grade education, was a World War II vet, moved the family from Alabama to Michigan to work on the docks at Roadway Trucking, moving boxes, because that's what he could do. 
And so, you know, you talk to my family, you talk to other families, they think that those were the glory days and that all of this diversity, all of this immigration is, you know, messing gonna, everything up. How are you going to fight that when, when, they, when, they, when their kids grow up and apply to schools and if they're white, they're put at a disadvantage based on their DNA? It's, it's nuts. I mean, like, like, like I said earlier, if you want to take, you want to say, listen, what happened to the African-Americans in this country was, uh, was unparalleled and, and, you know, an atrocity, and we're going to take 12% of all spots in the universities for black people because there's 12% or 30% of the population. I think that's wrong, but let's say they do that. At least there's, there's a rationale there. What do you think they should do instead of that? Wait, let's say they do that. Okay. The other 88% of ethnic groups who were not da- whose culture was not destroyed by the American history, although, who were, who were not they, slaves, although, many of them who were immigrants, whatever it is, they should all be treated 100% equally. The law, nobody should be allowed to even consider the differences between them. Period. Yeah, but and I don't, I and don't, if I don't we think did a, that, we might have a, we'd, we'd not be on our way to a much more healthy society. I don't think there's a university in the country that doesn't take diversity into account. It somewhere. should be illegal. Well, you, you, know, you know who used to do that also? Um, those big, the, the, the Ford motor cars and GM, they're like, against Jews back in like the 60s and 70s, they had a quota to take Jews, but they would only take Jews for executive levels. So there were Jews who wanted a regular job on the, on, the, on the assembly line. You clock in, you clock out, you do your this, you put your bolts in, you go home. But they would only take Jews that were, um, were from colleges and, and into the executive offices, accounting and, and law and all that kind of stuff. Just Look, I, I, I believe, I'm not saying, diversity is nice. I've been in situations that are diverse and I, I understand that there's some there's some positive advantage. I'm not saying that anybody thinks that diversity, when it happens, is not to be um, favorably received. What I'm saying is that whatever the... And, and we would hope that in, in a just society, if what we believe about the human race is true about the human race, diversity will happen on its own, quite naturally, if nobody's discriminating. And discriminating should be wrong. Why, why do we have to create diversity it ought to happen naturally if everybody's allowed in in a meritocracy again you can take blacks out of it if you want to or not but everybody's right to be treated as an individual to me is much more important than any particular benefit of socially engineering a diverse student body my right is like if i study for the exam and i get a score of 95. It's a fucking 95. You don't need to know whether I'm white, Asian, uh, Arabic. It doesn't fucking matter. I got a 95. What 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 have we come can to I, that can, people don't that that this what I'm saying is like a is considered like a right wing position. Can can I ask you something? It's it's very interesting to me to know your opinion about this part. Uh, are you do you think that uh, science and DNA science specifically can be racist? What do you mean by that? Like if if based on a DNA, I know what you analysis, mean. But I want to think about an answer. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead. What okay. So if I, I tell you for example, now for those who don't know, I'm a superstar in soccer. Obviously, um, he is. He was a, a he professional was, soccer player. All cool. So, so uh, there's a new thing called DNA sports. So basically, what you do is you do the analysis of DNA when they're like about 14, 15, and you can tell from their bodies and their former DNA if yep. they're gonna get certain injuries. So if they're going to get based on their race and based on a stuff, so based on that, you do not spend money to make them superstars because you know that eventually they have a big part of, uh, like, 
we know Asians, for example, Jews, Jews, we know Jews in sports, for example, you know. So do you think that's racist? <laughs> no, but it, they actually have on that, um, on that DNA test, you spit and you send it to that lab. Oh, you spit. Shocking. I always forget it's spit. <laughs> oh, it's Don't bad. tell Dom it's spitting. Who reads instructions? It's, <laughs> it's, it comes back and it tells you if, if, you, if your body type and you're this was no, but it, 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 Yeah, but, but there's, there's, uh, there's more to it in sports now. Like they tell you if your heart can, pre uh, you know, get oh, a yeah. certain pressure under certain level it will basically tell you how uh, professional level would you be able to reach based on your heritage and all that you know so is that racist to tell somebody in another word you can never be a star because you are asian or you are muslim or you are jewish or you it's science well what 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 particular sport can a jew Genetically, not be a star. Well, I wasn't well, let's, let's, let me go there. What, what, <laughs> what could they yeah. possibly be a star? At? I mean, well, well albeit ch does chess count as a sport? Albeit, <laughs> albeit few in number, we've seen complaining. No, well, the, well, the Jews will play the, one season and then buy the club uh, and start. You know. <laughs> so no, but I'm well, saying, well, what, you, what do you guys you're, think? You're do you talking think about. Well, you weren't talking about Ray. You were talking about DNA tests, so that yeah. an Asian guy. Or might get a DNA test, and it might say this guy is going to the top, and another Asian guy might take a DNA test, and it says exactly. this guy can't go anywhere. So that's not racist. Look, in, 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 it, it among, might arguably it, be racist if you said, "Well, this guy's Asian, so we're, we're not going to." For example, if you if you go for a sports like long distance, we all know Africans are very good at long distance. You know, <laughs> what are they not good at? Oh well, it's true, <laughs> but you know, but that's one of the things. So why? why yeah, they they so, are very good at sports, aren't they? I mean, so well, you, have, no, have, you, have you seen a professional sports game in your life? If you, <laughs> have you seen an Olympic running uh, running but race? If you, see, if you see somebody say from uh, from, uh, you know from what you can't say, you can't say any child can tell you. Oh, these black guys are really seem yeah, to be dominating sure. the Olympics in, in well, track and field. Not every with track and field. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in not in even countries sports, that white they get the black people to compete in th these sports, and that's you know um, in. In Israel, in Israel, if you look at like the Maccabee teams, and it's all black. It's like half black, half For the basketball. There's a lot yeah, of American in it. Marbury played in it a little bit. Well, um, is it racist? Depending so is on how racist? you define racism, is it racist? What, is what racist precisely? So if the DNA say because you have 35% Asian, your chance of being a professional uh, long-distance runner is not happening. Therefore, it, we're not going to... Can, can I give you a general yeah, answer? It's not, this is the first time I say a whole saying, world without one mistake in English. He's saying the guy studied for this exam and nailed it at 95. It has nothing to do with the test. No, no, I'm going to answer you. No, I'm asking about science, based on science, based on in, yeah. uh, DNA. I, I believe that uh, we are actually coming to the point in human history where the uh, a lot of the things that we've been warned about for hundreds of years in terms of uh, technology impacting society, we're actually coming to an unprecedented time. And I think that uh, we're going to see labor eliminated, automation take over, people not knowing what to do. And at the same time, we're going to see uh, DNA unraveled such yeah. that we're going to be able to tell a kid's IQ and not only that, Modi, uh, in, I, I think the Asian thing in the DNA was because they don't think they becoming they can be become a good leaders. What I'm saying, they, we're going to know everything, personality type. They're going to know everything. No, I'm talking about the Harvard thing. No, no, that, that, that was just they were just keeping Asians out. What they said was 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 uh, is it exposed that it was just a <laughs> pretext. Yeah. So there's going to be all sorts of eugenic arguments, and as opposed to the Nazi eugenics, which were you know. 
evil in a way that you're yeah. gonna have you're gonna have in, parents in a, in a way. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> evil, 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 evil the way they, they use it. But I'm saying you're gonna have parents who are gonna who are gonna fertilize you know 50 embryos, and then they're gonna go about picking the one with the highest IQ or the one with the best jawline or the one with the, with the best you know jumps the highest. And 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 there's gonna be no way to avoid this. And it's not really it's not a direct answer to your question. But I don't know. I don't know if we know the answer. It's not racism so much. It's almost something worse, where it's not based on your race per se. It's just it's like micro it's racism. It's, it's geneticism. Your, it's DNAism. It's yeah, yeah, like we'll your DNAism. Right, and that will that? become yeah. that. That will be a thing probably one day. Is like we talk about ageism and ableism, and there might be DNAism. You know, there is. You know, like well, that's he's a, that's a good name. You know, uh, somebody has a. We discriminate against somebody because his DNA tells us he's gonna he's gonna have heart disease when he's fifty. Or he might be more prone to be a criminal type. Exactly. Or a terrorist. Or is that admissible evidence? I mean, you're, you're because you're a lawyer. I don't e- know. Everything is in the DNA. Very dangerous. We'll be dead probably. Um, among it. among black Africans, we're talking about you know the the Western Africans, which which are the Western Africans are very good sp- sprint sprinters. And the Eastern Africans are very good long-distance runners. Yeah, he looks and, at me like I know this answer. <laughs> I'm know, sorry, the yes, Western yes, Africans yes, are very I, handsome. Whenever I hire a long-distance, I always look for... Where, where do I know from this? But the, the, but when you switch them, if you take a Western African and raise them in East Africa, with all the culture, they st- it still persists. Yeah. Who has it's, time for all this? What do you mean? When are you switching people? <laughs> no, it happens from time to time. Right, doctor, but I want to ask Dr. Bob a pointed question. because I, Dr. Bob? Dr. Bob. America, I think we, I just want to break down what Noam was saying, because I don't know if you exactly understood what he was getting at. Uh, diversity is challenging. Would you agree with that? A diverse America is a, cha- is a challenge. It's I, difficult. We're having trouble with it. I think we're having trouble in this particular period, yes. So, so what Noam's question is, is, is more diversity the answer right now? Well, I don't think it's a question of is more. I mean, it, it's coming. I mean, the the, the yeah, I mean, we could put the brakes I mean, on it. I think the best no, thing we, we could do is, the bra- is I mean, like, stop, not stop, but really slow down immigration for 20, 30 even years. If, even if you slow down immigration, I mean, things are moving in a particular direction where um, the white population will not be the majority. That's fine. So, but that's what I'm saying. But let, but let you, as I've said, you, you put a bunch of ingredients in a bowl. At some point, you need to mix. Then add some more. Mix. Let let our population. Work towards feeling like one nation again, not yeah. not a bunch of people from from countries all over the world. And where where we tell people, and the most important thing about you is the country you're from. It's so important that we need to know that before we can tell you whether or not your 95 is really a 95, Do, whether or not you you can get to Harvard based on your. It's 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 madness. It's I, madness what they're doing. Who could think it's going to work out? I, Who could think that? I, anecdotally, and I travel all over the country. I mean, when I talk to folks, no matter where they're from, I, most of the folks I talk to say uh, Did that you notice that we had a presidential election and Trump won? What did they say? Uh-huh. <laughs> it doesn't say they're working out. Most of the folks no, they, I mean, I, I right just, the, what were you talking said. to? I mean, people are proud to be American. I mean, yeah. it's not like they, they bleach out their... You know their country of origin or any other things, but I mean, I, I we know we're we're in the we're in Greenwich Village. I perform in that and I perform in that in that oh, Idaho in that middle of the. I know they're very proud to be American, and it's and that's why Trump won. But what and I'm trying to say is that immigrants, when they get are here, also are, proud. are also very oh, proud yeah. to say, I'm American. I am American. I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> they used to be. They used to be. There's a lot. No, there's there's, yeah, there's no, good I evidence. Think, that, I, I mean, wh- why? I said that old article. It was this, uh, uh, what's his name? Huntington wrote this article on the Hispanic challenge like 10 years ago. And one of the things he pointed out 
was that only Hispanic, this is what he said, if it's not true, it's not true, that Hispanic groups are the only ones who kind of expect bilingualism. There's no like Asian movement, there's no other immigrant group that's ever come and ex- re- 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 uh, resisted the idea of, of English being the national language. But that polls very low among the Hispanic community. And like somebody like me who's, who, who doesn't know when to shut up says that, you know, that's, that's, mm. th- that's something to consider. Why, why don't they think English should be the national language? And, a, and a, some you know, optimistic liberals say, oh, you, you shouldn't even be saying that out loud. You sh- you, how dare you even consider it? But just because things worked out one way in the past doesn't mean they'll work that way. Now, we've never taken millions of people from a contiguous territory that want to keep their language, brought them over here it, 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 at a time when we, we've never, this is unprecedented. And then at the same time, rejected, do you know that in some universities, the term melting pot is now, you have to have a trigger warning. It's like a microaggression to talk about a melting pot. This is true. This is a different world. That's and I don't, I don't know that, that in a neighborhood where you have millions of Hispanics, I hope, I hope this isn't the case, but I don't know that that's the same as a, an immigrant neighborhood of 50 years ago, people who left the old country never to fucking return to that old country they hated, who really came here ready to be American. I don't know if it's just not like expanding and we're going to keep... I don't know. I don't know what we're dealing with. Once again, it's technology. You used to be able, you know, you used to go to the 50s and Broadway to open a line and talk to your family for an hour once a month. Now you can call them. Yeah, your text messaging. I know when Franco Murillo, you know, Dominican singer, you've heard him. I love his version of Piano Man. Yeah, when he starts talking about America, and this is not uncommon to many of my uh, uh, employees who are the best employees. Like, you cannot say, and you know that. You can't, they're amazing. But you start talking about America, they are not fond of America or its history. It is not the reaction that my father had as a 20-year-old immigrant, you know, to this country. He was, George Washington is my forefather. Like, how could you think George Washington is your forefather? He is. I'm an American now. You talk to like Tony, who's like my general manager during the day. He's Mexican. He, he could not give a shit about George Washington. Now maybe his kids. But does that make him less American? I mean, I, I don't think my nephew or niece it, give a shit about George Washington, frankly. But I mean, no, that, it know. doesn't make him less American. It makes it, in my mind, less likely that we're going to have a social fabric that holds us together the way we used to. And I mean, why is it that thirty percent? I saw it today. Believe that we might have another civil war. We don't feel like one people anymore. And our liberal institutions actually tell us, no, you're not one people. You're Asian, you're black, you're Hispanic, you're Arabic. Don't you forget it. And if you do forget it, try to try to get into Harvard. Then, then you'll realize you're not a fucking American. You're an immigrant. You're an Asian immigrant. You're just the wrong kind of immigrant. And this is progress. Welcome to America. Listen, dudes, I'm right about this. This is this is not just like yeah, but the way we look at it is it's just it, not pleasant America to talk. Is, it's is, just not pleasant to say it out loud. Is a country of immigrants. That's the different. The only difference. The way I see it. Yeah, some people say you you always be immigrant, but but so what? Yeah, America is. If I saw 45 percent of Harvard Asian, I would be filled with pride in my country. I would say, look at that. Here we are in America. 45 percent of these immigrants. Are, are from I mean, four or five of these, these student bodies from these Asian countries. God bless them; they deserve it. What other country in the world could you see that in? I mean, I would be filled with such ethnic 
such national pride I in mean, America ge- that allowed people to to achieve what they deserve. I don't know if I'm you know, ashamed and, of my country when I see what they're doing in Harvard. Jap- in Japan, the top school, 100% Asians. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's like 50% Jewish. <laughs> No, I, I I really feel that way. I, I, I but I, and 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 the position I'm espousing is now considered conservative. Yes, that's what's shocking. You would think, like 20 years ago, that would have been like a liberal saying that <laughs> I'm proud of my country, and it doesn't matter where they're from. And look at look at Harvard, 50 percent Asian, and nobody cares. Cultural appropriation. This is what liberals. I'm like Juilliard is 60 percent Asian. The music school. Mm-hmm. They love classical music. Great. Like, isn't that awesome? No, no, it's cultural appropriation. As I said earlier, George Gershwin should have never been able to write Porgy and Bess. How dare he? How We should never perform Summertime again. It's cultural appropriation. This is nuts. We, we, are, we are, everywhere you look, we are deciding that we are not one people. Not one people. No more melting pot. If, before you can wear that dress, I got to know what your DNA says. It's, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. All right, and we on, out of time. On that, we will end that <laughs> we are just... not same people. Modi, <laughs> Dr. Bob, do you... Modi, Modi, before you can wear that dress. <laughs> are, we a fracture, are we a fractured people? And how? where do we go from here? All right. Come on, Dr. Bob. Yeah, give us something I, to yeah, be optimistic yeah, sure. about. We'll yeah. give you the closing remarks here. You're <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm gonna, we're not as fractured as Noam is, 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 is articulating. I think things are pretty bad right now. I think our politics is toxic. I think we have an enormous gulf between uh, different communities in, this sh- in the country. But I'm also I don't have a PhD, and I know that. I mean, this is what I spent four years struggling for. Come on, man. Uh, but uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I think things are going to get better. Um, I'm hoping. But uh, I, I think we're still going to go through a rough period here for the next few years. Um, yeah, who knows? You know, th- we, we, things have always gotten better in the past, so we think we're, we're, it's the way it always has to be. Modi, final words? And um, can, if Modi somebody wants to see uh, your Modi videos. underscore live on Instagram. Modi uh-huh. underscore live on Instagram. Just come and check out check everything out. we should have been talking about Doctor. today. Oh, yeah, let me, let me just plug New America. If you want to type Please, in yeah. anti-Muslim and New America, you'll see our project. <laughs> let me just give you that. Uh, we're, we've got the largest, most comprehensive project tracking on anti-Muslim activities in the country. We're also soon to launch a major project with ADL, looking at hateful conduct online, uh, targeting all minority communities. And uh, I would love to have so you again. Uh, Twitter? I just want. Uh, He's yep. never oh, coming back yeah. again. Say something kidding? else. Yeah. Let the man finish. Yeah. yeah, let me just uh, thank you guys for having me on because I'm oh. a big fan. This is. I've seen Dan, I think, two or three times here. Did you know he was Jewish? Uh, well, he made he made some really interesting <laughs> oh. jokes. I mean, the the joke that I remember was the plane joke where you say, uh, I think you said a Jew uh, radar where they want you to come and pray in the plane, and then you use the uh, the Muslim joke where you talk about if Muslims go to play in the. Pray in the plane. That the no, that's not my joke. That's <laughs> Avi, no, no, don't give me that. Man. That's Avi Lieberman. That, that, have, I, have I? Have I? <laughs> that's Modi. You, you have me confused have, with have another I, Jew. You know what? Oh, oh God, know, that's awesome. Whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. One big mishmash of Jews. I, I, it happens all the time. Which, People confuse me with Grogel sometimes. Modi and Lenny. And Lenny. Dan. You know what? Dan. First of all, I would like to say that what's your name, Bob? What? Bobby McKenzie. Bobby McKenzie is one of the best. I mean, one of the best that the white race has to offer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He is such a he nice. Is a good sample. He is such a nice man, and so and so um, so so nice. But I think he might be a bit naive. Um, 
He's a CIA analyst. Yeah, he's not gonna. He's do you, do you want to show your information? If Noam's father was alive, he would have said, "What a guy." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at Dan Natterman. At Dan Natterman. And I, want, I just want to say, one, I'm going to share one sad thing with you guys. And until um, oh, no. 10 minutes ago, I thought melting pie was a dessert. I swear. Melting pot. Uh, <laughs> I th- it's a melting pie. No, it's not pie. It's There's a question about with melting pie. I, I never announced the Comedy Cellar Twitter, but we have a new Twitter handle. Woohoo! It's no longer NYC Comedy Cellar, which was a poorly conceived name. We are now Comedy Cellar USA. Because yes. we have uh, Vegas, Vegas and New York, so now we're kind of, I kind of so like the cha- ring of that. We're, cha- we're changing our website to Comedy Cellar in USA. How are the, how are the numbers tonight for Vegas? Man? I don't know. Okay, good night, everybody. Yes, Modi. Good night. Thank you. You were listening to Live from America podcast. To contact us, please go to www.livefromamericapodcast.com. Brought to you by the Comedy Cellar and Rethink Production. 